Chris and Q share a table with an upcoming star. Conversation have no limit or sometimes bizarre. You wish you were here with us, but no need to create a fuss. Just sit back and relax on the saddle, cause you're about to listen to Hold My Camel! This program is recorded by two individuals somewhere in the Middle East, and it contains language that the listeners may find offensive or objectionable. But that is your problem, and you should probably get a life. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Hold My Camel, the show that brings you the X-rated stuff in a funny way, man. We try to keep it dirty in a clean way. How is that for an oxymoron to no, you, Christina? No, you're trying way too hard. That's a, that's no, a really that's a strong hard. intro. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is a strong intro. It was good though. I actually liked it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you supposed to finally you? This is a special episode because we actually have Mr. Fari, Mr. Amin himself is right here yeah. he's gonna be wearing so many hats today our momager the reason yeah. behind momager. the squeaking the reason behind the <laughs> shitty quality oh wow <laughs> i'm gonna burn you guys so hard well, i know all your weaknesses remember i've been hearing wow. you guys for like i know and you've been holding back now you can actually speak when i'm you gonna hear so something. vomit all over you guys <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well we got our bips ready you know those the, also yeah, like yeah. the whole body like yeah, yeah. raincoats and, on so whatever you do and i have the squeegee out yelling <laughs> stop rubbing baby stop rubbing okay you gotta start stop moving because that chair the squiggly chair yes so i'm lucky you know what i mean it means i'm lucky i'm lucky personally. i always get the because th- i can handle these problems these squiggly chair problems yes i can handle this any squiggly chair problem there is do you get the extra chair at the airplane like with the extra belt <laughs> Sir, do you no. need an extra chair? Do you need two seats instead of one, sir? No, I need, I need, I need the seat. Yeah, yeah the, the seat extra belt, belt extension. Ah. <laughs> the extension. Yeah. I'm not that big, okay? I'm a big guy, but I'm, I'm okay, big. You know, I'm going to drop a story. Can I just drop a story? Go ahead. Hit it right up. So one time, this one dude was so fat, okay, that his fat, like, it went... No fat shaming there. No, no. It's... it's, uh, Okay. And I'll tell you what (laughs) I did. Just let him speak. So the dude was was so big, which is okay, that it... it, he, He went over, like, his space... Mm. Okay, and it was in my private space, yeah. and the thing that kind of his bothered body me, was touching yours. Yes, he was, and and so <laughs> was it. Was he warm? And it was one of the two. <laughs> it was one of those two chair situations. Yeah. So, the whole flight, it, I kind of had to just like kind of cuddle him. You know what oh. I mean? Shit, I remember this meme with the pug Am that I? that the guy was like, <laughs> was what do you call it? Uh, this pug sitting next to a guy, and he was like pushing him t- towards the window. Poor pug. I don't know why, but you look like a pug right now to me. Well, okay, sure. So you you basically had a very warm and cozy flight. But you know what? A lot of people like, let's say you're in one of those like JetBlue situations mm-hmm. or or a bad airline like <laughs> where people be like, I pay for a chair. I want my personal mm-hmm. space. The truth is, I was in this chair and I didn't say anything because when I was young, I was really fat. So I was really obese. Oh, so you sympathize. So I was just like, yo, homie. Yeah, we connect. We do this. And he was like, and he was looking at me at first, but then he was like, you're one of us. You guys were touching the whole time. Your body was touching the whole time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was just like. body on contact. Yeah. And and it was like. Heel to head. Yeah, yeah. It was like a whole arm was like on my shoulder the whole time. It's like, it's all right, buddy. I got you. Yeah. And I'm just like, I got you. Just lean in, bro. Lean (laughs) in. So, and and yeah, when I was little, I was considered super chunky, super big. 
Who was it? And bro? then it's no, but face. I was I was I was like hip hop big. I was like, <laughs> you know, I try to make myself look cool being mm. big, but uh, yeah. So you're a fat kid at heart. I was a fat kid. Yeah, yeah. I like. Can you relate, Q? Yeah. yeah, but I was tall. Mm. Maybe that was the only difference. No, but can you relate now? <laughs> 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 All right, up to the next subject. Okay, so here's we're gonna talk about you, but I have to get this off my chest. Here we go. Oh, okay. I I have an issue. Like, fuck, I have a pimple. I have a pimple. Okay, that's right. I have a white head, like juicy thing Duh. on my face. And I came, on my way over here, I decided to stop by the pharmacy and get some Band-Aid to cover that shit. Was it right? a drive through pharmacy or no? No, no I wish you <laughs> but, <laughs> but it wasn't. I had to get my ass out of the uh, car. Jesus, this is like another <laughs> Black Lives Matter moment. Okay, oh, yeah, go, wow. go ahead. Go for it. Ooh, low blow. Well, anywho, and I bought a box of Band-Aid, and then I got in the car. I opened it. I put one of the Band-Aids, and it is so, like, white. Yeah. It's so like I'm not gonna say I don't even know what if people like have that color of skin anymore. No, and, I don't know. That's like and a, it's like when I walk into a place, I'm sure you guys. That's the first like, what happened to your face? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like I can't, you can't even say it's a it's a razor cut because no. the razor doesn't pass in that area. You know, it's like white it's like on the forehead. <laughs> it's like Silicon Valley white, like white yeah. man app yeah. developer white. Yeah. It's what, not even a regular white. It's it's tanned a little bit. No. Well, Q, why don't you be the change you wish to see in the world? Come up with band aids. The color of your skin. They should start selling I them. I am pretty That's sure a really cool idea, it's actually. an issue around the world. It, you should call it like color sensitive band aids. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm try to think of another shit. word, but don't put ideas in his head. Now he's just gonna. Hey, start I would I would, I would Shark Tank something. that shit. Like if you went up and be like, "Yo, Ashton Kutcher, I want to make color sensitive band aids." I think he would. I think <laughs> Ashton he was, Kutcher. Yeah, when he was in Shark Tank, he was down for all those things. Yeah, really? He was in Shark Tank. Yes, he was. Oh. There was different people that were like willing to invest, and I think yeah, he, would, he was getting wow. paid for it. Yeah, but he would probably invest in something so sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's always guilty. Yeah, he always yeah. feels guilty. No, give him, he wants to give back. <laughs> Screwing over Demi Moore. <laughs> How she get that vagina got old, man? Come on, he wow. got her in a late time. Wow. He got her. He married her late already, and and she got old. That's it. So guy wanted some, you know, fresh pussy. Vintage. Wow. But but old is gold though. Vintage wine. I I think Demi Demi Moore is one of the ladies that will always be hot. Yeah, no matter what, she can be like maybe wrinkly, but she got money, so she can't really be wrinkly. So you're wrinkly, but you're not wrinkly because you have money. Yeah, yeah, that money will erase that shit like erase Photoshop, <laughs> like Photoshop on a picture. Just, you know, just don't put cream on your face. Just put money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> color of money. 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 Cardi B fan, I oh, guess. Cur. No, All right, so yeah, Mr. Bowery, man. Let's start asking. Yeah, you guys gonna run me through some questions because you guys are so prepared. We are. We are <laughs> super prepared. Liars. I don't know. I, it's just like the amount of cards we carry in our Liars. hands are like. I know. Me and Chrissy were fighting earlier about who should ask what. Liars. Yeah. I can feel it. Let me just get this off my chest. Yeah, because <laughs> we all want to get things yeah. off our chest. I mean, what the, you guys just carry this weight all Your week. parents are so accomplished. Your mom is a PhD holder. Okay. okay. This is a double uh, Your dad is question. an artiste. <laughs> yes. He teaches in one of the universities here. What the hell are you doing with your life? 
I am what an failing. abomination. What, are you? <laughs> what a failure. DJing, what a failure. A am, musician. Yes, absolutely. So You were homeless at some point in your life? I was close <laughs> to being homeless. That's right. Uh, where, where, where do you want me to begin in answering this? Uh, the thing is, okay. I'm, I'm very curious. Like, How do musicians survive here? Because this is all you do, right? You don't have a morning job. You just sing at events. I don't you perf- sing You perform, events, yeah, and then you DJ. A, so mm-hmm. is it enough? Is it... Is it good for the rest of your life? I mean... Oh, no. Okay, so uh, to, to kind of give you a background, uh, a musician is a solopreneur. They're not really an entrepreneur. What is a solopreneur? A solopreneur is kind of like services like a photographer, okay? They kind of have a tool, and they do multiple gigs around the week and a month, and they try to make money. So they're considered freelance solopreneurs. Now, in my situation, I've turned solopreneuring into entrepreneuring by trying to hire other musicians mm. to play too. Is it sustainable? Right now in Kuwait, it, it's a bubble. It will burst. There will be a time where it probably won't be that good to be a music agency. But right now, with what we're going through in the Middle East, I am milking it. So I will have to pivot. So... But let me just say that it is now is the time. It's very different. There's there are a lot of events. Yes. Like music events. Yes. I'm not talking like major venues or anything like that. No, no I'm talking general. like small coffee shops. Yes. Restaurants and things like that. It's happening. Like it's very you happening. really can see it a lot. Yes. And it's no more like people are you know like Yeah, but the atmosphere here is very unpredictable. It could just stop, right? The That's also government true. can come up and be like, Oh, we want to be Islamic all of a sudden, you know, no more mute. Music events, no more, you know? Well, so what, okay. what, what is he going to do then? So, so let, me, let me clear up this, this stereotype about Islamic and stuff. Let's, let's clean it up. So the reason why music is seen as something scary in the Middle East is because you have a microphone and you can share your, unop- your opinions without filtering. So when the, laws, when the laws are happening in Kuwait, they usually say, if you have a musician, it's okay. But if you have a microphone, then they get scared because they think, what they usually think is... You can you be louder and people no, can hear you? Is that you create unionize, unionizations or union situations in coffee shops, which is what Kuwait is afraid of. Like if you go to a diwania, you put a microphone, in theory, you have like a political party thing going on. That is their biggest fear. So when we, when we deal with let's say, police or people that have to do with shutting things down, we clearly and quickly tell them, all the music has no bad words. We don't have any, we're not saying anything about Islam. We're not saying anything about politics. And they calm down mm. completely because that is really their three fears. Um, we, we actually hired a lawyer in our, in our agency to look for all these laws. And the only real laws that affect a musician in Kuwait is that if you purposely decide to sing when the adhan is going on, you will get a ticket. And if somebody stops you, gives you a ticket, and you keep on singing, you will be detained and you'll be taken to a questioning room. Because there you're on purposely defying a higher power. Mm -hmm. So the rules in Kuwait are are actually, there's a lot of gray area and it's really cool for us. But yes, we are scared sometimes that a new law can come and say no string instruments. Yes, they change. So it has nothing to do with them wanting to promote segregation? No, it doesn't. It has to do with with people sharing their opinions without permits. So like they're afraid that like a bunch of young Bedouin Shabaab will play music and be like, yeah, and they're afraid of that. It doesn't make sense though because when you go to get your permit. Remember the mics are on this conversation we had earlier on like between us okay and, and and again you know young musicians out there this is not your guide on 
how to yeah, it's not how to head out there. But you know what? You research. Make sure you research so That's you right. won't do anything that breaks Absolutely. the law or gets you in trouble. Absolutely, you're right. Don't just go over there and say like, "We got. I'm gonna play my own music." Like, hold your guitar in the middle of the street, you can't, famous street, exactly, you and just start. You know, busting out music. No, make no. sure you know the laws so you won't get in trouble. Yes. And everything I'm going to say in this podcast is not advice. It's mm-hmm. just my journey of what I've gone through. But in Kuwait, if you want to sing in a place, you do need permits. You do need permissions from the building. It's not something where you can just carry your guitar and jam like a hippie. So, but yes. even if you have permits, sometimes they can just come shut it down. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah. they have the right to. You know, Kuwait, the music industry is not necessarily a thing where it's like, I have a right to sing. No, it's actually like... It's a luxury. So mm. uh, you have coffee at a musician. It's not considered a thing. It's kind of like, you know, an extra service. Exactly. So, so you yeah. come in for the coffee and you get music. Yes. You don't come in for the music and buy coffee. Exactly. The, other way the, the permit is never going to be that you're just going to have like a musician just jamming. It, there, it's a secondary product to the night. And so, yeah, that, but... It sucks, though, because people go through so much trouble to put together these events and... Yes, you know, So happens. much money goes into it, so much uh, effort and time and whatnot. And then, to be and then towards the end, to have somebody come and tell you, oh, we're shutting you down for no specific Look, reason. I think if your musician plays an hour and then he gets shut down, you like that's that. good. That's, that's fine, you know what I mean? Okay, so let's let's play a little bit with the theory of regulation, okay? So this doesn't only happen in the music industry. This, this does happen also for the food industry. So whenever you have food markets, food trucks outside, there are people that come and regulate and shut you down because they're afraid that you're going to food poison people. They're afraid that you did not do the standards correctly. So I'm okay with regulation. I'm okay with people coming in and checking things. Now, I think what's happening is that we're growing so fast in the middle East, and these companies that want to shut things down, they will have to find better ways of evaluating events, of evaluating musicians, of evaluating food trucks. Because right away, they're just like, oh, food trucks? His fridge is not at the temperature. He's going to kill everybody. It's the, it's the bath with the baby with the bath water. Like they're throwing a lot of things away when they can just try to focus and say, okay, these are the little problems. We don't have to throw away the whole music industry. We don't have to throw away the whole food truck industry. We just industry. gotta pick, pick. Yeah, we gotta look at situations and, and how can we fix them yeah. and then get the right people. So it, it's gonna be in the next it's 10 a, years. I think it's but you haven't had process. any problems, right? I've had problems. Recently. I've had. No, recently. Recently, the past like. Few years. Uh, yeah, I, I I have situations where it's been shut down and they have taken my civil ID and they have asked me questions. But uh, like I said, I always say we didn't say any bad words. Mm. This is a family friendly event. We have pictures to prove family friendly. My events are not like some like rapper that I brought in from Berlin that's saying a bunch of bad words. No, they're more like uh, family friendly, festive carnival ideas. So, okay, so wait. Um, go for it. Uh, the last farmer's market which was two months ago, I think. Uh, you were DJing. That's right. And I read a lady's comment on one of your posts That's saying right. that you were playing music. That's uh, right. One of the songs that you were playing had uh, expletives, right? That's correct. So. Do you want me to explain it? I don't yes, understand please. the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. tell us what, 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 what happened. So as a DJ, you, you have a dilemma of kind of making the people happy and making the client happy. You, your job is done correctly when people groove and they high-five you and they shake their head. And a lot of the times, people will come and ask for requests. Some of the requests are like, 
نبي عربي نبي هذا I've and you're like I don't have the Arabic yeah and then you have other people that are like uh, do you have and sometimes it's really obscure and somehow they nail it and they're like I want Montel Jordan you know I want no diggity this is how we do it and you, and you might be like oh this is super cool because okay we know no diggity we know all these things but when let's say a conservative older mother asks you for no diggity you're like hell yeah I'm gonna play no diggity in this situation there was a conservative looking person that asked for a hip hop song that had bad words I wanted to fulfill this person be like whoa you're really into this Uh, you're very conservative looking. Sure, let me drop it. I didn't think anybody yeah, would. Yeah, but that's going to get you in trouble, right? It you was. Because you said, if somebody's trying to shut you down, you tell them, we're not having this, this, this. But yes. you had a song that had. Yes, and that is right. So uh, the context. That could have been the one that that could have been the one that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, yeah and the con. <laughs> so and the context of the song wasn't that I was saying any bad words to specifically somebody. The context was the song was about a guy that had to do. What with, was the song he played? It was uh, like a. It was it had to do with Mac Miller and it had to do with him being stood up and and him not getting the love he wanted. So he kind of curses a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like. It Rest wasn't in like peace, Mac Miller. it wasn't like public enemy. Public enemy is like, oh fuck the police. It wasn't like that. It wasn't. So I thought it was interesting, and I went and did it with the daringness of my personality. I did it, but then the person decided to write it. The person did see me. I do remember seeing this person around me. Mm-hmm. This person did not tell me. Did not put that music. Um, this person could have messaged me. This person did not message me. Oh, so you, um, I, I knew who the person was. You, you knew who the person was. Yes. We all know who that person is. Okay, but then what happened was <laughs> oh. this person basically put me on blast. So yeah. they went on in the comment section specifically of and burned me. I didn't mean to say we'll beep it out. But the point is... the point is, There'll be two beeps in a row. Woohoo! But the point is, um, yeah... Uh, they put me on blast so it's like obviously you didn't want to talk to the person that had the problem you wanted to put me on blast which is okay it happens a lot yeah but, but you are you as an artist and you're into that field and you DJing yeah there's always gonna be an asshole yeah there's that a, fucks with you but also like here's the thing if you look at bad words and you look at our TV in Kuwait and you look at like cable companies and you look at what type of movies and music we do get in Kuwait The the words that that song was having, yes, it could be maybe a PG 16, it could be 18, but it was not it was not at all with the intent to, it wasn't like pornographic music, it wasn't like oh my god racy, it was just yeah I slipped a word too, and I know I I know that I did that, and I and I even went and talked to the market people and I said this is what's going on, this is what I did, and they were like cool, uh, we trust that you did everything in good taste. So They don't, get, they don't care. Well, it seems like, you know what? As long as they sold their, they sold their food, whatever the hell they were selling, they don't care. Uh, no, they do care um, because there was another situation where I, I did it again. Mm-hmm. I put like Travis Scott. Why are you testing, why are you testing the, uh, the authority, man? Because, you know, like... Because he, you're a rebel. No, it's not because Mustafa I'm a rebel. Mustafa, we like, like to get in trouble. It's like... Like I, a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rap right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying to test them. I'm just trying to be like, you know, the TV gets to do it. Why can't I do it? You know, the t- there's a lot of things that. He's trying to give his dad more reasons to, you know, <laughs> hate to, him. To hate him. Like, just what did him. I do wrong with that child? Actually, but as a musician, uh, do you sometimes <laughs> just go like, fuck this shit? I don't know why the hell I came back. I should have stayed in the states. Because um, you have more freedom there. You have. You can be more creative with music. 
In theory, yes. If it's creative, if it's a creativity thing, if it's a performing thing. But also in the States or in L.A. at that time that I was in, it was like if there's a thing called pay to play, which Mm. is musicians pay venues to play. Uh Okay, so record labels would come in and be like, I'm going to pay, and then House of Blues. I played in the House of Blues. I played in Go-Go Room. I played in the Whiskey. Whoa. I played in the Roxy. As a DJ, I was playing there. It was a lot of fun. They but paid them. No, they paid me, but it was like I was so, so, like, the, the raid there was so terrible for a beginning DJ. So it was like, like. They worked you to the bone and then It's like, peanut. here's $20, and your drinks are free, <laughs> and you get a burger. Exactly. And, yeah. and then if you do that, and I was doing that every night, then at the end of the week, you don't have money. You really don't. And, like, okay, so parking costs, like, half your DJ fee, you know? Yeah. And then, like, so, yeah, it was difficult. And then I found a job as a stylist. Uh, wow. And I was working. Who are you? That's a side we didn't hear about. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here yeah. first on HMC. He was a stylist. So there was You're a, a stylist, and, and for the love of God, you can't talk to Yara about her, about her wardrobe choices. Oh my God, you should have you should have met her before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Yara, Yara, Please I bet you feel bad pictures. you left. Give us pictures. <laughs> Do you have like it? I was trying to like tell her like. With all the clothing you have, I can build a really good sound booth to like, you know, it was so much <laughs> yeah. clothing. Um, so I found this, I found this job as a stylist and I was like, I was helping a photographer like dress his models. Dress, yeah. And it was paying really well. And I, but I had to get up at five in the morning every day, go down the LA subway. Hashtag life of a stylist. Okay. And then it would finish like, like the devil's got, pro, uh, the devil, devil's wear Prada movie. You were like that. Really? <laughs> By the end of the journey, he was wearing makeup. Ooh. So. And convinced himself that <laughs> so all artists wear makeup. So he ignores us and then, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, cause, cause some of the stuff that you guys throw are just, because this is about to get really Did dark. Did you do your eyebrows while you were there? No, I no, wasn't. Just uh, made I them didn't. a little thinner. No, I just. And thought I, nobody would notice. I was just like a perfect Mexican in LA Did you highlight somewhere. your hair? No, I didn't have anything. I, I was considered a straight stylist. What's your problem? <laughs> Did you snap your fingers a lot at no, the models? No. No. Not at all. Could you Were you wearing story, skinny please? jeans? Oh calm no. down. Calm down, yeah, Chris. Skinny jeans, yes. And yeah. a skateboard, see? yes. See? See? Yeah, but it has style. What are you talking about? Um, the thing is, so I started doing that for a Were long time. Were you anorexic time. No. at some point? No. No. Okay. I enjoy on. food. What's okay, your problem? Um, and then I was doing it for a long time, and I was going to get like this full employment and stuff, and... I, there was a, a moment where I was working to set up G-Star's, the Beverly Hills store of G-Star, which is, was really cool because there was a DJ called Mark Ronson, which is right now yeah. the, yeah, which is, um, you name it, Bruno Mars, Amy Winehouse, yeah. he developed them. And, um, yeah, I realized I was to a point where I was sacrificing too much time working as a stylist to eventually just... Pursue music and what you want to do. Yeah, and so I gave up. Go, I, like, I lived in Puerto Rico. I studied, like, like I did a minor in, like, jazz music studies. Like, I feel like I invested way too much as a musician to then go there and be a stylist. And then when I wanted to DJ, it wasn't making enough. So I basically spiraled. And then I was like, you know what, I'm done. And then I was talking to my pops, and I was like, you know what, I think things are not going as well as I wanted. I'm going to come to Kuwait and help out with, um, he has a jewelry line and uh, some really cool art stuff. And I was like, I'm going to help with that. And when I came here, I started performing 
with my guitar in different little places like Beit Ladan, which is not anymore. And the feedback was really good because I've been cutting my teeth in L.A. so long. It's like when you train with Olympians, but you don't make the Olympics, you still are a really good like sportsman. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. I couldn't make it. I'll admit it straight up. Yeah. Did I have what it take to in that situation in L.A.? No. But that's a that's a different situation though because the it competition is. over there is it's unbelievable. It's fierce. But I was I did the whole naive voyage thing where like I'm gonna go with my guitar and my backpack. So wait, did you have people um, offering other services? <laughs> yes. In what regards? <laughs> to get ahead in the music industry. Well, and well, if I, you no. want to make it big, <laughs> you know what you have to do, son. Mm-hmm. I, I no one uh, offered me because I wasn't any head honcho. But no one came on to you? No, no. because I'm So you didn't deal with anyone with like a secret button <laughs> under the desk? No. You were like... <laughs> but, but the other way around, I did, I did witness my situation where if I did do a certain thing, I would get further. Mm. And like you would see like producers... So you had that, good morals and shit? Yeah, like for example... Uh, I so don't the think devil didn't cross your path asking you to no, sign you, a paper? No, you kind of just witness things that you're like, uh, this kind of is wrong but you like I was I was interning I was writing songs I was helping out like Ricky Martin songwriter I was like helping out the people that did the Fast and the Furious soundtracks and like you see you see like kind of like this really really unexperienced people like and and both sides not just male and female like producers some like women some like men but you just see like where you know Somebody took advantage of somebody, clearly. Whether they're so naive and and you you get paranoid. You're like, did, did, did this happen to me? Happen? Can this happen to me too? And like like I've seen like producers fluff their story, like, oh I'm the I am the one that found uh, the voice, the first founder of the voice, or some shit like that. And you're just like I think you were in that meeting, but I don't think you're the founder. I think you brought coffee in. Yeah. And so, yeah. So a lot of those situations, a lot of those where you're like, some people say like, oh, I discovered, let's say Ariana Grande. I just got, and you're like, I don't think you discovered them. You're kind of a liar. Okay. Let's, let's leave, um, LA. Mr. Fari, the <laughs> musician and go with Mr. Fari, the DJ and your experience in DJing in Saudi. Okay. So, Everybody's like, what's up with this DJ thing, in a way? I mean, not everybody, but the people around close to me. And uh, Okay, we can talk about that, too, whenever you want. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing your mic. <laughs> so, as a singer-songwriter, you kind of look for ways to also... Make money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, for money, always money, money, money. reminding me that I need to make money. <laughs> um, and so you pivot. So I pivot from a reggae music type thing, developer, to a DJ. And I like DJing, and I understand why DJing is completely feasible. See, DJing, I bet it makes you more money than performing, right? Yeah, because performance, like let's say cost of performance is already expensive. Mm-hmm. You have to hire four people. You have to hire sound. You have to get everybody's rehearsals together. Everybody has to know the songs. DJing is like, what is the, your favorite music that you got inspired to become a musician and, and play it live? Have fun. Yeah. And you play it, and you're just like, oh, I remember this jam. This is such a great jam. And people appreciate it. So Look, I, I DJ. Are we going to go back? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to plug in. Yeah. I'm okay, you're going to do that like old uncle thing. <laughs> I, I DJed, DJed back day. in the day on the radio and all <laughs> back that. Back in the day. But here's the, here's the thing. Snowing. No. no. <laughs> get, can you, can when you movies were black and white. <laughs> <laughs> they were hand-colored by the time. So 
when you play a song yeah. and this song just brings in with it, you know, like it's energy, memories it's and energy, history. and then it reminds you of another song. Yeah. This excitement is absolutely what I miss with DJ. Yes. It's the fact that you there are you have a library exactly. that's hidden and now all we listen to on the radio is the same it's pretty empty too yeah, it doesn't have coming from a person that i enjoy listening to bts or believe it or not okay but it's it's uh, i don't know what that is <laughs> yeah you do wait what is BTS? yeah yeah you know you know what bts is the korean group oh my god <laughs> What? I know, yeah. Horrible. My daughter got me into this, like, <laughs> listening to some songs. But, but no, yeah. you just have to understand. Another thing is you have to understand where the Korean music, like the K-pop oh, yeah. comes from. It have you is, been listening to 99.7? I do listen to it, and I comment on it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I got them covered. <laughs> but anyways, but that's what I'm talking about. It's when you play a song, and they remind you of something else you haven't listened to in a long time. Yeah. And then... And then the song, just one by one. What does one. BTS remind you of? BTS? Yeah. Hard work, man. <laughs> you don't understand a single word they're no, saying. No, no, no. I don't, no, no. Forget about it. I don't understand Korean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The music is good, but you have to understand the history of K-pop. Yeah. Those guys don't just, like, they weren't like, hey, how about we go sing, yo? No, no. No, they like them to the bone. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then sure. they... They go through choreography school, singing school, all brainwashing, that. Brainwashing, like, yeah. Whitewashing? Brainwashing. Oh, I thought you said whitewashing, but that, they go through whitewashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, or Korean washing. Now, uh, like, but, to, yeah, jump, to jump to into the Korean thing, um, we, what we're witnessing now in the Korean pop world is kind of equivalent to the era of Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, NSYNC, where, where these record companies were basically building these beautiful groups and making a load of money and that's what it's the same era it's just in a different country in a different language but they're mm -hmm. using the same tricks they're using exactly the same tricks as the Backstreet Boys they have schools if you yeah. like want to be in a group or you want to be exactly. a musician it's a full on industry and they like sing you, you in three different languages remember what you said earlier that if you want to have you uh, like bring up young stars yeah that's development the, you have to hire a choreographer. You have to hire a, a, a sound like a voice trainer. All you that stuff. It. It's not. It's not an easy thing. It's 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 a lot of work. Like they say that. Like for example, you know, Rihanna has a team of like nine, ten people, and and that's just for like Rihanna's management of just the people that have to deal with her album. And it's like songwriter tank tank group. So it's like five songwriters have to write one hit song. A next room, another group of beat makers, 10 of them. It's like, it's a full-on production. Mm -hmm. And so when people are like, yo, I want to make it in the music industry. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you have a bank behind <laughs> you? Because that's the only way you can make it in the music industry right now. If not, then you're like, in a way, like, like people like me, just people that kind of engage in it, people that participate in it and try to help it evolve. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a lucky break, you know, there's a very specific break that they ha you have to find. So yeah, tell us about really your experience talented. DJing in, uh, in Saudi. Let's, let's go back to that because you have Yeah, so look, I find it really cool that, you know, who would have ever thought that, like, I'm DJing in Saudi? Are right? you the first DJ ever? To no, 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 no. Uh, there, there are other DJs. Like, there, I'm, no, I'm talking, like, from here to Saudi Arabia. Like. I think out of the circle of Kuwait, of, like, uh, people that play hip-hop, 
um, mm-hmm. that came from Kuwait. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other DJs that go, they play house for a private party, but I think I'm kind of one of the first ones that were like, you're public and yeah. people yeah. can enjoy you. You're not in some chalet or basement. It's like people can come up to you and talk to you from both. Were you worried though? I was actually, and we did have a situation where I could, it was possibly could be shut down. Yeah. But like, you know, I think with the confidence of the team and the people there, it was it was good. But I think w- what was weird for me was, so I had a few incidents where, like for example, I came with my bag and it has my DJ gear, yeah. and the guys were looking at me like, "What is this?" Like they really looked at me like an alien. Like, why are you bringing this into this country? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, because there's an event here, and they looked at me like, okay, mm-hmm. you, but sure, we're not gonna stop you, but really? Mm. And I was just like, yeah. And so I told the place and where I was playing. I told the, like the the hotel team. They're like, you know, what are you doing? Do you even stay in this hotel? Like they looked at me. They looked down on me. And so I was like, I'm actually playing at this location, and I'm going to be playing from this time. And they have already heard about it because they were kind of young. Mm. Like, oh, my God, no. you're playing in that place? Oh, my God, we're trying to get we're trying to get in there. And, like, can we hook us up? And I'm like. <laughs> it's a coffee wow. house, right? Exactly. And I was just like, uh, I can't get you in there. Can you? get my room for free like it was a hotel <laughs> lobby and I'm like just like it was a weird situation because they completely did not respect me yeah. and it was like seconds just seconds of me going yeah I'm gonna be playing at this place the whole town knew about it they were like dude you're the man let's hang out I'm like <laughs> no we're not gonna hang out that's sad but yeah it was a complete flip so we're gonna experience a lot of that now coffee shops in Saudi are segregated so right. they they have separate entrances yeah. And people enjoy coffee aside, like next to each other. Mm-hmm. They don't mingle. It's called singles on one side and families on the other. So if you're married, wife if you're married, husband, you can go can, in. Yes, you okay. can go into the family yeah, how section. Would, how would anyone know if a, per, if a man and a woman are married if they just enter together? That's the thing. That's are the they going to check your ID? Do you have documentation? No. Do you have your marriage certificate walking in? No. No, you don't. Exactly. We don't want to get into the politics of that, but because I have my own view of that and, and how they... They did that, it, yeah. It's a law, basically. Yeah, it's a law. It doesn't have to... They're not going to check everyone, but yeah, again, yeah. they will. if it looks weird, even if they marry and they start looking weird, then they're going to yes. ask them to leave. They, they'll ask, that. yeah. Uh, uh, there was a situation where I was sitting in the wrong place. I was at a, a hamburger spot, and I didn't know. <laughs> and I consider myself not shabab mm. and not gizzing <laughs> and not trying to hit on anybody so i was like i must be in the family so here to eat my food. Yeah, i'm here to eat my food i and so when i sat and i ate uh, i was escorted to the other side mm-hmm. i was told you technically you are married and whatever but at this specific moment you're considered a single man yeah. because you don't have and i was like oh, okay sure i'll move uh, have you met my blow-up doll? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me blow her up. She's in the back. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I, it was cool. Like, I, I, I don't have any problem with these things, but I do want to share something that you guys are going to be like, oh, no, that's bullshit. Why, why All right, tell us, tell so us the juicy stuff. In Kuwait, or in the Khalij, uh, most of the times, the influencers that we are experiencing in Kuwait are usually women. Okay. Okay. And in Kuwait, women usually are promoting, like, makeup, fashion. Mm. What are the things that you uh, see common, Chris? Um, what you mentioned, fashion, makeup, Coffee, food. Lifestyle, gym. Yeah. Um, and 
it's usually that and you see a lot of influencers getting bigger bigger and then they go to like let's say dinners mm -hmm. and the dinner has like maybe a singer right that's yeah. very common in saudi women don't really film themselves for public viewing mm. so what they do is they actually film their cup they experience this they mm. don't they don't do like a selfie yeah. so they'll, exp they'll they'll film a cup so straight to the product instead straight of to the product they're not involved mm. and they film their surroundings okay but it's usually very it's a closed circuit so snap is bigger in saudi because they want very specific people to see it yeah. they don't want a lot of people to see it's it it's not like public but what does that do in turn? Guy. In turn, specifically women don't really film themselves in Saudi because they don't want to be labeled as selling themselves. Mm. They don't want to be showing, okay? I don't think that's the reason. I think they're just scared they'll get in trouble. Yes, yeah. and because they also get a lot of like uh, town shaming type of things like, oh, you're filming yourself, Shinhadi. If they're not married, it's something that they can use against them. Like, no, yeah. this girl films herself too much. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, you guys it's think- It's true, yeah. true. No, okay, but, but what has this cost? When I'm DJing, I'm noticing that there's a bunch of these really very handsome looking men. Mm. And I'm like, what is up? And they are the influencers. Okay. So they were going around super dressed, super like, I'm so chiseled. I'm so like, and gold and, you know, pen gold. Yeah. And they were filming themselves like crazy. Like an influencer would film themselves in Kuwait. Yeah. So the, basically, it's a market for men influencer more than absolutely, anything. and because it's more socially acceptable. Yes, and so they're trying to show to their fans that they are a liberal Arab man. So mm. they want to show the lifestyle, and it's very positive. It's very attractive. Mm. Like they're they're like they have like they have the Yeezys with the Dasha, and they're filming, they're having oh coffee, my. and they're smiling, and it's like they've turned into these like in a way Korean like cute yeah. uh, <laughs> pop stars, but in Saudi. So when when I was there, not a lot of women filmed me because they don't want to feel like they're partying. Mm. But the guys would come and be like, Hala, I'm here, look. And they would like do selfies right next to me as I'm DJing and really do the whole story. Did you story. get into it with them? I know, I'd <laughs> smile and be like, yo, what's up? And, but it was so weird because in Kuwait, men don't really film themselves with the DJ. Yeah. They don't really engage. So I had they this whole like... They feel awkward here. They yes. Feel like they feel like we don't, we, don't, we don't know how to use the social media, so we just film it like awkwardly yeah. in Kuwait. Uh, but there, the guys were pros. And it, it, was, it was like to me, like, do you guys put makeup? They don't. Uh -huh. But they had that type of effort. You're trying to say the Saudi men are so pretty. No, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is like, they put a lot of effort because they are the influences there. Yeah. And they would engage with people and thank them and and be like, I am here with my Spanish latte and like really talking to the camera. And I was like, wow, th th this is a total role reversal. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, maybe I should go to Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever decide to become an influencer. Yeah, chisel my beard and mm -hmm. look golded out. Hey, hey. But yeah, I mean, I found that really, really eye-opening and, and quite scary, actually. <laughs> okay. So we did the artist. <clears throat> we did the DJ. Now we're going to go for our puppy. Okay, <laughs> sure. How, what made you like adopt in, us? In, adopt us, yeah. Oh, adopt, adopt two you guys. Puppies. I thought you guys were going to talk about my pops. <laughs> no, we're talking, no, no more about your pops. It's about you. Like, what do you, do you think? I know we have talked about the podcasting industry. I think and, we bullied him, bullied him into it. We kind of did, yeah. That. But again, okay. he made a choice. He did make a choice. But, um, 
you really want to invest? <clears throat> Did you get any special favors from Q? Did he no. talk you into it? No, this is my charm. <laughs> my voice, baby. Okay, but, what is the question? Uh, the, you, you, we talked about invest, that you want to invest in this podcasting thing, yeah. that we can expand it into um, having different um, like business podcasts, things like that. You, it seems to me like you have a vision of have you pursued that? Like, yeah. Okay, so um, as I went into DJing, I also, you try to pivot into different things. Right. I think podcasts are something really cool because in theory it's called self-publishing. So the power to self-publish is something so good and, and, and it brings freedom to people, but not the freedom the way we think commercially, Yeah. but in the sense where people can kind of actually talk about what they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always have to be racy. It doesn't have to be controversial. Um, with Hold My Camel specifically, I like that it has a morning show energy into it. I like that it is, it is quirky, it is funny, um, and you guys, both of you, kind of are always jabbing at each other, which is nice. And, mm -hmm. and I also get jabs. I mean, you guys jab me. Yeah. Um, but not the, the advantage yeah. before was you not saying anything back because you're basically behind not behind the mic but now you got a chance to you know answer back and do all that. now i might start a, a podcast specifically to interview musicians uh personally because i do i'm like dealing with a lot of musicians that i wish had a platform to say some of the stuff they're going through right um i do like the idea of business podcast and there was some people that contacted me about charity podcasts about like I think the Middle East are going to, there's going to be more podcasts, but I think like as the industry gets more saturated, people have to like get even like stronger with content. And I think in, in podcasts in the general in Kuwait, like, yes, we're, we're kind of getting our network, our friends and all that. Mm -hmm. But as it gets fuller, more people are, are, are like filtering out what's good and bad. And so some people might go like the coaching route. Some people might go the radio route. Some people might go the comedy route. And so it's kind of like the, the gold rush when it comes to podcasts. A lot of people are like doing it and they're trying to figure out what is the next cool one and who has the right formula. And some of them team up with film companies. Some of them team up with sound companies. Some of them yeah, team up with... Yeah, people here are more visual. So unless um, I've been told, I've been told that you guys yeah. should focus on the video aspect of it. Shit, I told you that. Okay, why don't you guys tell me what you guys, what you guys uh, have heard? We can talk about it. No, it's okay. We're not gonna. Go. We'll <laughs> no, go after we get off. People here are more visual. So mics. unless, unless, if you're not doing something, um, if you're not doing these uh, quirky video uh, skits, you know, one minute video skits for Instagram or whatever, um, then you have to have like a really good content. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, people are not gonna listen to you. And okay. there are so many podcasts popping up in Kuwait. So, look if you. If you I, I don't know if it's if it's gonna last this podcast hey, trend. Hey, go go on HMC's Instagram and post uh, and write something like your favorite podcast or uh, what you'd like to hear. What would you like to see in the podcast? I mean, in in yeah. my camel. I think I think if we open up to feedback to let people kind of say what they want. Remember the name was chosen by you and, and and it is a comedy but you know we want people to really get involved this is this is uh, gonna develop based on what people want yeah um like i see a podcast or this podcast like an artist okay an artist there's a an artist has to have some sort 
of talent. You guys have talent. But an artist has to grow with a lot more than talent. Mm. It could be filming. It could be visuals. Mm. It could be a marketing team behind them. It could be you name it. It It could be that you guys have, you know, a lot of artists are not very good singers, but they have a great network and they connect themselves higher and higher. So what is the, the talent? And that could be the, ba- the, the banter. That's the talent. But the expansion part of a podcast is a whole different mechanism. And finding, whether it's a network, whether it's uh, the topic, whether it's a formula, I think that's really important. And I, and I don't want to say that we don't, we don't have it. I'm going to say it's a process. And the faster you take the process, the faster it is for you to feel like you're not wasting your time. The longer it takes to find this, which we see in the music industry, where an artist is talented but doesn't have the other skills, they get discouraged. I've seen a lot of singers that have great, beautiful voices but can't really learn a certain instrument or can't really sing above an hour, and they don't get booked, and and they can't make an album, or they don't know how to work in a studio. And it's like, you can be talented, and you can be good at what you do, but there are so much more other things that make a talent rise and that's something that we always have to question what is what are the factors i hear you but you know what's on my mind right now shit you were a stylist back in the day and can you fucking style your artists the people you work with i mean should i name names i mean no no do you know he, the shit he used at one point, some of these artists he used yara to style uh, to style i remember one of those guys uh, i went to one of the events and other, he was like she asking Yara, should I keep the hat on? She was like, yeah. The funky sweater event? No, no, no. It was, it it was, was another one? It was oh. in a whole other venue. I mean, maybe, you know, he's just trying to... What are you trying to say? That I'm not a stylist? What are you trying no, to say? No, you <laughs> are, but maybe you're no, just you trying to butter style, your wife baby. up. You, got your you know. Style. All right, let's... let's, let's uh, all right, enough of Amina. I know you guys want to hear more, but hey. I mean, I'm sure you can do wonders with Q. Jesus. <laughs> that outfit. <laughs> Look, I'm not looking down. But I if, always. But if, but if he has Crocs on, <laughs> no. Not today. Wow. What do you What do you got against Crocs? No, no. Look, so there, there's There's a specific. The, there's a specific look of Crocs, the sweatpants, the polo. Do you Crocs? have the man bag? <laughs> no, I Doesn't hate your man wife bags. Wear Crocs? I hate them. Do you have the knockoff Starbucks lighter or something uh-huh. that is like? <laughs> no, I hate. I hate people that wear Crocs with uh, socks. Yo, you got a problem I with Crocs? Crocs? I like Crocs. No. I said Crocs and socks. I do. I rock some Crocs all the time. Yeah. I rock Crocs to jiu-jitsu, bro. With socks. Yeah, no, no, not with socks. Not with socks. Not with never, socks. Never that's never my, with socks. That's yeah. what I was saying. Crocs. 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 So, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. Has anyone watched the first episode? Yeah, I watched I a little did. bit we of it. We had a whole uh, Game of Thrones yeah, viewing party. No, you didn't invite us Every to. Or me. <laughs> hey, I didn't know you both were into Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Doesn't yeah. matter. We're into anything that have a lot, bunch of people getting together. And, you, <laughs> you know, are. some other. <laughs> I don't care about a bunch of people getting together. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, it's, is it really worth the craze of Game of Thrones? Like, what really made that show so big? Like I, I, I can it's definitely incest. Wow. <laughs> really? So <laughs> straight up. Incessant dragons. Wow, what a combination. That's like an album what a name. Combination. <laughs> like a Kanye album name. <laughs> insects. Okay, to be honest. Insects and dragons, not insects and dragons. To be honest, yeah. I was one of the only people 
in Kuwait that I had to watch it. And then all my friends were like, oh, it's so good. You got to watch it and whatnot. And then I started binge watching it like two months ago. And I literally well, uh, finished... Uh, seven seasons in two months? Yeah. Wow. And then I finished work? the last episode of season... Yes. I mean, like, I'd watch an episode a day or, you know, every other day. And then on the yeah, weekend, yeah, I'd just well, binge only, watch, like, five, six hours. It's only, what, 12 episodes uh, a season or what? Yeah, something like so that. So seven times 12. There you so, go. Yeah. I got, I got really into math. it. Yeah? And then, you know... I'd the say the first, first season when it came season. out. And, and, and then I stopped for the longest time. But then again... The craze of it just got me going, oh, come on, must be like really good. And I then I watched season seven, I think, and it was like parts of episodes because the guys were like showing like, uh, ev- watch two episodes of the Duane and I'm, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, hey, hey, bro, what, what, what happened to me? <laughs> I'm like, so getting most of the story from my friends than actually watching it. Well, Am I excited about really like episode, uh, season eight? Me. Well, look, I have a theory. I want you to go with it. Okay. We, right now, in the last five years, okay, we're obsessed with kind of like a darkness when it comes to mm. series. Yeah. Okay, House of Cards, Breaking Bad. Hadmaid's Tale. Th- there's this obsession where like we are in the evil side of things and we get to witness evilness and before we were like oh indiana jones he's a cool dude he runs he goes we jurassic always, park yeah at one point always it was on the all about heroes yeah. Yeah. yeah heroes the goonies family mm-hmm. now it's like the goonies you know, yeah wow yeah dude it was like steven wow. spielberg you know it's yeah. like group fun. i remember Let's i played that game on, on on one of those it, it was a game the goonies Oh my God! Yeah, He's having he a moment. Yeah, Anyways. I'm having a moment, definitely. Anyways, we'll, 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 he can have his moment, but <laughs> we will keep on talking. The point is, like, people are obsessed with like these these bad situations, like Breaking Bad. Like, oh, everybody empathizes with the guy. Oh, well, he has cancer and he makes meth. It's like, dude, this guy makes <laughs> meth. Okay, this guy literally like, kills people with people drugs. People want to live on the edge. Like, so like, okay, but if you they watch, live on the edge through yeah. these characters. But like, okay, like before you would watch these shows and your family would be like, well, this is guy making meth how the mushkila but now <laughs> parents will watch and be like no he's a cancer guy making meth it's like oh they, they justifying try to bring him, the yeah, bad they side they try to bring it. him down to earth okay so house of cards this guy is a dictator camouflaged in a democracy and if you watch that another way they'd be like la hada he's a tyrant now it's like no he's a guy that climbed and betrayal happened. It's like, ah, so yeah. he was smart too. He smart yeah. too. And he moved this Preemptive guy. Preemptive strikes. It's like, look, we are obsessed with darkness, and we and we need these excuses to make it like more palatable. I mean, look, look at all. Think, look I mean, at all the TV shows. Like, for example, like the Titans. Have you? I don't know because I mean, I'm I'm a freak for like comics. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen either. It's totally dark. Like before, they would do it. They wouldn't like do blood scenes or. For example, um, Daredevil, um, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, The Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Before it was like, okay, we'll do these, but we really don't have to show the violent part of yeah. it. We'll do the comic-y part. Uh, halal. Yeah, but now, it's like, my favorite show right now is Doom Patrol. And it's a DC, a spinoff of the Titans. But we never heard of Doom. I never heard of the Doom Patrol. Is it dark? It is dark <laughs> as fuck. It, it's it's dark, weird. It, they have cyborg with them, 
uh, it's like at the beginning before he joined the Justice League. And the comedy is hilarious. It's a uh, voice uh, of uh, Mr. Robot. It's the voice of uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You think he's like dead? But I guess because he's too fat now, he can't act. So you, they really? used his voice. I didn't know that. But he's funny. It's it's I don't know. That's it's awesome. it's weird and funny, and it, you should watch it. Doom Patrol on so, episode nine right now. I going think. back to Game of Thrones is they they become dark. There some of them are very dark characters. You have people that evolve from nice to really dark and really mean spirited, and people are okay it's like with it. Everybody's fine with killing on that yes. show. It's like. I mean, yeah, I understand maybe the time period of it or whatever it is, although it's not real, but it's a fantasy. So you don't think the hype is worth it? You would be like, if you if you didn't watch Game of Thrones next week, you would be okay with not watching any of it? I think it went too commercial. Okay. Because once they, for example, when Jon Snow died, yeah, and they had to bring him back, when you have to write back a character, that means you're trying to sell, it's... You you cross you feel from like okay. being original to being commercial. That's it. What do you think? Yeah, but Chris? there's more stuff in the book that's not depicted in the movie. So you read it? It's never. It's never. No, but um, I've compared. Uh, Why am I calling you out right now? You didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, I that's, read that's it, a good no. goal. Did you read it? No, I haven't. But do you um, read? I've, I do read, actually. <laughs> you don't look like a person that actually <gasps> reads, actually. And you do? Yes. You look like a hobo. <laughs> you look like. Those are Yara's shoes. F- that's not Yara's shoes. That's mine. <laughs> that's that's decorations. It's part of the stylist thing. What is your favorite book? <laughs> I don't think. What's your favorite you genre? Read, and I don't think you have books. Look. You I'll, know what? I'll tell you what. One of the best... Like I've, um, for example, The Green Mile. It's a movie or a book? Which one? It's, book? it's a movie and a book. Tom Hanks with Michael Duncan. When Michael Duncan is a killer, he, he get accused of killing two girls. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's power. great. You remember that one? Great. Tom Hanks has a yeah, yeah. infection and all that stuff. I watched the movie. I read the book before I watched the movie. Yeah. And I'll tell you. I never thought I would say that, but the book is more graphic. So you felt like in the movie they kind of cleaned it up? Yeah, because they talk, for example, they use the electric chair of some guy, and because that guy is such a bad guy that they they don't use the sponge, the wet sponge. Yeah, which makes a big difference, so he toasts. Exactly. Yeah, I know about this. But the description of it in the book is... Gut-wrenching, huh? It is. The books are always... Yeah, uh, and, and oh, yes. the other the books that you read, <laughs> <laughs> I'm slipping you off right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one is uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. The, the the amount of information in the books they were never they will never be able to put it in uh, in the movie. Uh, I always give an example to people. It was like the rope that uh, what's his name, the guy, the, the little hobbit that wanted to throw the ring. I haven't okay. seen Lord of the Rings. Wow, you should. What is what's yeah. the name of the hobbit? You can binge it in your next binge. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Part, and uh, he was doing the, the the golem. He was tying golem with a really thin thread when they were going. Golem was helping them reach the mountain to yeah. the ring, and everyone didn't think about why that rope is so thin. How can this thin rope hold the golem? You're but, so specific right now. I'm yeah, sure yeah. I'm telling like, you because the, the book does go into those specifics. Yeah. That rope. It's been made by elves, so it has powers. Uh, plus, they show them always eating so you're a little bit this of bread. In books, huh? You're reading this, and you're like, "I'm pumped yeah. with this elf rope." Elf rope, yeah, it's strong. 
stronger than Spiderweb. <laughs> okay, so I think I think I'm gonna bring something to hold my camel <laughs> as a questionnaire. Do we want Khalid to review books and review movies and food? Because that could be because he loves food. I love food. Yeah, but he's good. And if we and if that's your health know issues shit about me and food, man. Yeah. I know he loves his food, like, but not because he like because he actually critiques food. So yeah. I do know that about him. Mm-hmm. Now, Christina, mm-hmm. what would you like to review and hold my camel? What are what are your your I don't know hobbies? Review. I would you review, review makeup? No. 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 Not would you review no. stereotypical life. though? Exactly. Well, she rocks makeup pretty well. So. Oh. Yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean it like a Couple hit on. Minutes. I mean like there's, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's like get, two maybe. kilos yeah. on her face. <gasps> How dare you? I feel like you, oh, you would know, Mr. Stylist. <laughs> <laughs> put a makeup Hose on back down in the that day. Face, like, put it through I a mean, car I wash. If I get freebies, yeah, why not? I'll review shit. What, what do you guys feel like you, as your personalities, you'd put into the show? Like heavily, in, like that you feel natural with. What would you guys put? Talk, I don't know. I've never thought about it that way. We'll me about talking about way. book, uh, talking about like uh, comics, let's say movies and food. Yeah, I That's love those things. How about you? Yeah. Shit, I would review food as well. You do? Yeah. I would. I haven't. You get down, you eat? I mean, the no, only thing don't. I don't eat is, is red meat, but yeah. <laughs> I eat everything there else. There goes half your review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? You don't eat red meat? I, I really don't know. Why? You mean you don't know or you don't? No, I don't. I really don't. Why? Is it I a personal like, thing or is it like religious no, I just, thing? I don't like So any like cow, lamb, all that yeah, no. doesn't work? Cow, You're no. missing on a lot. Okay, so you do eat Like, I'll make exceptions chicken? for hot dogs or what? like... Oh, so you, you leave the, the creme of the crop and you eat the shit, basically. No, no, they yeah, call, but no, they not call not it lips all. and assholes. <laughs> no, no, yeah. wow. That's what they call hot dogs. Wow. I had, assholes. I had no, in my right. family, we had... This is an awkward thing that happened to us last night. We ate from a restaurant that is, specializes in hot dogs. Why is this awkward? Because... <clears throat> right after eating 30 minutes my wife went through like a cough like dry heaving cough mm-hmm. I swear to god it was weird she was like choking like her, her oh, throat so it wasn't like a food poison. It was it's like not a, food poisoning it's like a chunk no it's Wh- not choking even what? it was something I don't know it's like an allergic reaction, an allergic reaction but she's not allergic to anything I'm allergic to peanuts but I also don't get like she didn't get any like crash I'm just kidding wow. funny thing an hour and a half later, me sitting next to her, <clears throat> you start I coughing. start coughing. <laughs> I start having the same thing, man. Whoa. My throat is like, it's like suddenly you develop an asthma, asthma attack. Exactly like that. So hot dogs have a lot of, what is it? I don't know. It was the reaction. Thank God the kids were fine. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. Carcinogens, I think they're called. Jeez, I don't eat hot dogs that often. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it but out But again, there. It's, I'm not blaming the restaurant. I'm just saying like that was something weird. Shit, you should. If the same okay. thing happens to both of you, you should. Yeah. Stay tuned to T. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to HMC. Click next blooper. Next episode, we're going to talk about flat earthers. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. That's a topic that got me interested, by the way. I know everyone's going to look at me weird, but hey. You can have your own podcast for that one. Yeah. Um, so, co- yeah. Uh, are we closing this already? I was really serious about what you wanted to review. What are you going to contribute to this? Hold my camel, Christine. Oh, really? Now we're talking about contributions? Yeah, your contributions. What do you contribute? Man, I'm flow. It's your shitty, <laughs> co- sound, uh, co- shitty, shitty sound. quality sound guy. Okay, it's because you don't eat red meat. We know. <laughs> 
That's why you're always angry because you don't yeah. eat white meat. No, uh, I'll, I'll eat, okay. <laughs> it's no, a I'll, Nazi now. Other here than <laughs> hot dogs, like I'll eat chili cheese fries, for example. If those have minced meats, I'll, I'll eat it. It's not a big deal. So in theory, you, but you don't in have like, burgers. I mean, wait. Because grounded meat, ground meat? Yeah, but no, I'll, I'll tell you. like, Because over here, they're more into chicken than meat. Okay. So most of the restaurants here have fried chicken burgers anyway, right? So, so yeah. you have a chicken burger. I eat burgers, just not red meat burgers. Oh, okay. So, so you have like a fish burger or you have a chicken burger. Mm. I'm not into fish, fish as well. Right I'll eat fish, fish, but I'm not like big on it. But other than, other than fish, I'm, I am big on seafood. I want fish I love tacos seafood. right now. So you're just re- really, it's really weird. about chicken. Oh. Yeah. What? Do you, do, you, um, do you eat crustaceans like shrimp? I things? love shrimp. So shrimp I love and seafood. That is a weird ass diet. It's not, it's, not. Well, it's just I don't eat red meat. That's the only thing I don't eat. And fish. No, I'll eat fish, but I'm not. I'm not like but crazy I, I, about I think, it. I think, I think what with her is she's not eating red meat because she doesn't like white red meat. Yeah. But the fish, she really doesn't like the fish. You know, <laughs> like the stinkiness or or Growing it's a up, bones I was so picky or, with food. Like yeah, it, it would be awkward going to family gatherings or you know, it would just be like, like, no poopy on the spot. Some? Like why don't you eat this? Why don't you oh, eat you're that? Oh, a difficult person. Yeah, because I, I was picky with food, but You're like growing up, like, now that I'm an adult, you try new things. <laughs> I bet you, if you like get, get served a really nice, like juicy steak, no, no. You, you still won't no, even I, try no, it. No, so, so hold on, you wanted to flip this on me, but in theory, you are kind of like you are backstabbing the Armenian food culture. Armenian. Yeah, they are big on yeah. Yeah, they are big on me, and they know how to do it. So, what do you, you just avoid it? Yeah, I do. Like I avoid going to gatherings with my family. <laughs> no, no, but now it's like now that I'm adult, they can't like put me on the spot anymore. I'm like, fuck you. No, I'm, ge- I'm ordering my own food. I'm getting pizza. What are you gonna do about that? It no, but, but now like, because Armenian food has a lot of good red meat in it. Yeah, yeah. And not, oh, not grilled, so much fish no? as compared to the meat and yeah, yeah. and chicken culture. Like the meat is the strength there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, good now we know. know what um, Christina's diet consists of. So hey, Which we got mean? off that that off the table now. So we're clear. That's I guess we can thing. wrap it up because we're hitting the one hour mark. <laughs> oh, we went hard. We still got a lot of things to talk about, but you know what? I think we will. Before let we wrap this up, I just I just want to tell you. You, you, you want to burn me again? I've known you, no, not you, him. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for how long? Ever since I met you, I was like, this guy looks like somebody. I just can't put my finger on it. The other day, I, I was watching. I was watching something. I think it was like, oh, American Idol. Reruns of American oh Idol, and I was like, "This motherfucker!" I remembered What's he looked like name? Randy Jackson. Yeah, Randy you Jackson. You sound a little like him, not exactly. No, like my him, voice just is a better like than him, his. But you look like <laughs> my him voice as well. Is, yeah, well, you he's look shiny. Like him. He's he's. And he's now the I know shiny. why both both of you are annoying. He's the shiny rich thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the everyday guy mm. vibe. Randy yeah. Jackson. Randy that's Jackson. who he looks like. And sounds like. <laughs> now we know, everybody. Mm. Already on the what season? On the what episode? Holy now we know. Shit, now 11 or something? <laughs> Damn, who cares? <laughs> Sucky show, anyway. Anyways, oh, you no, guys going to close this up or what? We need to close this up, y'all. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Fari, for being never here. Never again. Thank you, guys. Yeah. We are never having you thank again. You for, uh, thank you for, for taking care of... Oh, uh, you can review plastic surgery. <laughs> <gasps> Burn. After I have my nose job. <laughs> Yep, you heard it here first. Chris is going to have a nose job. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And please, like I said, like we talked about earlier, go on our Instagram account. Comment there, man. Just tell us what you think, what you would like to see more of. 
Um, things will change if we promise you. We'll you change. know what? If anybody yeah, out there we'll knows a good manager good. that wants to manage yeah. us going forward, please DM us. With, uh, with difficult chicken only people. <laughs> all right, to all the meat lovers out there, we love you. Peace. <laughs>